Hello and welcome to Season 4. It's a podcast that seeks to encourage and inspire you on your journey. Well, it is lovely to have you with me today. And in this week's episodes, we are meeting with someone who's from the community of St. Anselm and uh, or more affectionately known as COSA and uh, basically a whole bunch of the the, uh, the community they come around for our meal and uh, whilst they were doing some missional stuff with the Archbishop where we are in Kent and they said oh you've got to meet this guy and it's like good good no no you get on really really well with him it's like aha uh-huh, great anyway I, um, uh, I I thought, well, why not? Let's have a chat with this chap. And they were right, honestly. It was just uh, a, a wonderful, uh, you know, thing just to meet with this person. And then when I said, look, I'll do, I'll do a podcast. Do you fancy it? And he was like, yeah, right. And so we had this conversation and it really was just utterly, utterly wonderful. So here's a quick clip and then we'll go straight into our devotion. We've seen this, this particular rule, which in some ways is so sort of simple resonate so strongly time and time again that uh, in a world where we often feel very lonely and very isolated from others the recognition of the choosing the deliberate choosing of someone else outside of the bonds of marriage or 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 family Mm. to say i'm really committed to you matt i believe you're you're with me uh, um, has has the most transformative effect on the world people relate to one another I remember you were coming to me and you were talking a bit and you were talking a bit about kind of DNA, you know, and kind of yeah, how, yeah. You know, how, how are people how they are, you know? Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that at the root of it, one of the roots, really key roots for us is, is this fact that, that they make a real commitment to one another. Yeah. And even though it's only for a year, so it's nothing like the kind of huge commitments that uh, traditional religions have made over generations. Mm. Um it really transforms their way of seeing each other. It affects the way they relate, it equalizes. We have some other rules around um, relationships and we, you know, we ask people not to, to seek relationships within the community during their time and other kind of factors. And I think that probably binds together in creating a space of equality, a space of yeah, mutual yeah. self-respect, you know? Yeah. A, a place where people can really be who they are. Mm. Um, in the recognition of this chosenness and um and i suppose what i encounter in the world often is that we we find so many people that feel they're not chosen by others <laughs> and even in our churches we can you know rightly or wrongly we can often feel that those communities don't necessarily always choose us or, or it's hard for those communities to really choose everyone maybe uh um you know, in, in those sorts of senses. Why don't you tell, why you tell the listeners about your uh, the the practice of what you do when you share the piece? Yeah. Um, which I when I heard it, I thought it was just hilarious <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So so we, we have some yeah we have some slightly odd patterns, but they're very important patterns in our life that sustain that. That commitment, I think, as you say, and, and one of them is called the reconciliation time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, the mind boggles, obviously, for people and what that can mean. Um, and it, it, it's, uh, I'll, I'll explain the setting. So we have a, 
a very beautiful crypt here at Lambeth Palace, which we use mostly for prayer. Uh, and so we would meet there and we'll meet there before before the Eucharist at about, say, half past 11 on a Wednesday morning, uh-huh. maybe uh, twice a month. And um, we'll be in our Alps in those prayer robes we've spoken about. Yep. And um, we'll begin with, a, with, a, with a, a prayer or a song just to start us. And then we'll have a time of, of about 45 minutes of, of silence in that space, um, which I will introduce by saying to people that it's a time of reconciliation, a time where you can um, reach out to a brother or, or sister um, and you might want to say sorry for something that you've done when you're recognizing you've deliberately hurt them. You, you may uh, um, want to give gratitude and just say thanks for something amazing that they've done for you, you yeah. know, a, a moment of gratitude. Or, or, or you may um, feel deeply hurt by something that they've done and you may wish to, to share with them that they've hurt you. Um, and that uh, if you feel any of those things in, in prayer, that you'll just tap your brother or sister on the shoulder, take them out of the crypt and just go and find a little corner, talk for a couple of minutes to share that. It's not supposed to be a big, deep discussion. Yeah. It's just, just supposed to be a moment of transparency. Mm. Uh, and then you'll come back in again. All contained within this moment of worship and prayer. And like you said, it, it's pretty pretty scary stuff, really. Yeah, yeah. Really. You know, oh, yeah. what have I done? What did yeah. I do? You know, what are they knocking me on the shoulder for? You know? I know. I mean, literally, the, 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 those that were with us, they they said, oh, yeah, we we dread the tap. <laughs> and so the day before, everyone's very nice to each other, they were saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, really? So goodness gracious. What's so important about those sorts of structures is it can feel maybe, maybe it sounds a bit kind of weird or artificial to people who are listening. But actually, when you live in committed life together, you, you need these kind of movements, these moments, which help us to, to, to naturally just deal with the things that will happen because we will hurt each other. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not our intention. It just happens. You know, yeah, every, yeah. You know we, we know that that, 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 that happens. Yeah. And actually, it's so important to have healthy ways of expressing that, to learn that it's okay to say to somebody, you hurt me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that that's 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 normal and natural. In fact, it's 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 good for us to do that because it shows that we desire to, to continue in relationship and commitment together. Okay, well, let's get into this devotion right now. The kingdom is plenty, Matthew chapter six verse twenty three in the Passion translation, part two. But if your eyes are focused on money, the light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place. How profound will be the darkness within if the light of truth cannot enter? One social epidemic that seems to not be tackled in this world is entitlement, an expectation of deserving. There's a phrase that says keeping up with the Joneses, in essence. It's saying, if they have, I should too. But there's a distinction. There's things that we need, which are basic necessities, and there's things that we want, which are the extras. Now, as a fan of Bear Grylls, it's very apparent that we don't need that much to survive. Water, shelter, warmth, all that stuff. But the thing that enables a person to survive properly is their attitude. They can get through this. They are able. 
There are some attitudes that need to be dumped, and there are others that need to be strengthened. I propose in our language we need to speak more about gratitude, hope, compassion, and generosity. Ultimately, it will open up ourselves to be vessels of agility, liberty, and fullness. Amen.